Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Point of Insanity, Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I'm Al, and with me today, someone whose real name is so hard to pronounce that to pronounce it correctly, you'd have to tear out your tongue. So I just call him Chad. How's it going today, Chad? Ah, uh, it's going fine, yeah, that's uh, quite the introduction there, my friend. Well, it's been a while, you know, because uh, I know you... T- this summer you well both of us were really busy over the summer um i know i've been busy writing and then just at my day job summer is the busy time so had a lot of overtime which you know overtime is weird where it's like it's nice for that first couple paychecks you know seeing that you know extra money on there yeah yep. but then after you've been doing overtime for a couple months then it's like oh when will it end and then when you get that first paycheck after you've stopped working overtime, you're like, why is my paycheck so small? Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, summer was summer was busy, actually. Um, I, took a, I took a hiatus over the summer. I think I did one episode with you during the summer. Um, but that's it. I did this – is, this is like uh, my second or third podcast since we've come back, so – I'm starting to get back into the flow of things, but uh, that that uh, time off, though nice, um, because my daughter went off to college. We got her ready to my my youngest one. I'm a, I'm an empty nester now. Um, she uh, she went to California, so I've got two in college this year. And uh, but it was nice to have the summer off and just kind of spend some time with her and and that kind of stuff. And uh, but uh, I'm glad to be back and doing stuff. We're going to continue with our uh, look at the Black Mirror series. And uh, not too long ago, they released Season 5. So we're going to have to step up our game here, aren't we? Maybe, I guess. <laughs> we're in Season 3. I mean, come on. Early, yeah, only two. You only... give people time to watch stuff, and then we get to come back and tell them what we think about it. Yep. So today's episode is going to be about Season 3, Episode 1, Nosedive. And this is actually one of my favorite episodes of of Black Mirror. It's one of those episodes that I do like coming back to every now and then, you know, just to watch it. And uh, occasionally, you know, you'll catch things that you may have missed the first time you saw it. Uh, and uh, do you remember when we did the first episode of Black Mirror? Remember how there was something that I told you, okay, remember that name? Mm-hmm. So we'll be getting into that probably in today's episode, but the... Okay, good, because I know, I remember you saying that to me, but I have no idea what name I was trying to remember, so... Sea of Tranquility? Oh, Sea of Tranquility. Yeah, and the little the little eye implant things made a comeback, and the whole rating system made a comeback. And they used, and get ready with your bleep button here, they used the word f*** you way too much in this episode. Yeah, which I, and it is relevant though, so um, like yeah, I said, it's... it is, but I got a feeling that with as much as they used it in the episode, you should have your beep button ready, because I got yeah. a feeling it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, because I remember, because uh, that how they mentioned sea of tranquility in the first episode. I actually didn't catch it the first time. I mean, I remember hearing it, but I did, it didn't quite sink in, but then it's like, after watching this episode, I'm like, wait a second. And I went back and I watched, eventually rewatched the first episode. I'm like, okay. So they did mention sea of tranquility in the first one. Wait, wait. So you've watched that first episode more than once. Yes, I have. Al, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you want a list? Okay, no, Chad, you've known me long enough. Do you really need to ask that question of what's wrong with me? <laughs> well, I've never had any clinical diagnosis given about you. But... <laughs> so wow. I don't know if I could bring myself to watch that first episode a second time yet. Yeah, it's as both of us agree, and I, I know a lot um, a lot of the fans of the show agree, it's not the strongest episode, but... Sure, that's what we'll go with. We'll go with that, anyway. so... Okay, Nosedive. So, one of the things I like about this episode is it really... 
it it really I think uh, focuses on the impact of social media and society. And again, this is an this is a theme that is going to be explored later on in the series as well. So this is the not not the last time they're going to be discussing social media. And as we've I think we've discussed before, one of the things about science fiction is it's not always going to be laser guns and spaceships and aliens. Uh, one of the things that science fiction can do is it can also study the impact of science on the individual and science and technology on society. So that's one of the things that uh, they do touch upon in this episode. Also, another thing that was very unique about this episode is it used a much softer color palette than a lot of the earlier episodes did. Because, and I don't know if you caught that or not, but... There was a lot of brighter colors, pastel colors in this episode, whereas some of the other earlier episodes, it tended to be more darker colors or more mute or subdued colors. You know, now that you say that, I I guess I do agree with that. Um, There was a lot of pinks and whites and light greens and such type colors, except on certain characters. Um, the brother, for yeah. example, was always in gray or black. Um, the 1.4, and we'll explain this later, but the 1.4, um, truck driver was in very, um, subdued colors. Um, so I think, and as the show went on, her color palette, though the outfit for the most of the show didn't change. It got darker because it got dirty, it got worn, it got all these things. So, yeah, that's not something I had noticed off the top, but now that you say it, I definitely see what you're saying there. Yep. So the episode starts out with the main character, Lacey Pound. She is out jogging and exercising. And You know, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up before we really get into this one that I found interesting. Okay. All the actors and actresses in this one had American accents. Now, whether they're Americans or not, I don't know. But this one definitely did not take place in England. Yeah, and this is actually one of those episodes, though. I mean, I don't... Again, I know they didn't really imply whether it took place in America or not, but it's something that I think could uh, actually take place in just about any uh, industrialized nation. So, but yeah, you're right. But I think it's a subtle thing because... All the other episodes, they were very British as far as people talking. You might have had the occasional American mixed in there, especially on like the one where the guy was an international, he he traveled internationally and things like that. But this one, there was no British accent in the show at all. That is true, yes. Yes. So it just caught me off a little bit. And I was about halfway through the episode when I went, wait, this isn't British. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, so Lacey is starting her, you know, the, this episode, she's doing her jogging and her, you know, exercising. And one of the things she, you know, she's like getting out of the shower and she's looking in the mirror and she sees her rating is like, I think it was like 4.1 or something. It was somewhere around like 4.1, 4.2. Because this is where we're introduced to a technology that's similar to what we had in, uh, what was that episode? The entire history of you, where people have these eye implants. And what it happens in this particular uh, episode is, like if I was looking at you, my implant would, okay, it would, put a circle around your face and it would say your name and it would also say what your rating was and you could i could also as we see later on in the episode i could also use that you know this implant to view your social media posts and the we find out in this particular society that rating that uh that pops up next to people's pictures is extremely important because it comes into play at a couple other times during the episode. So anyways, Lacey, she wants to move out of her current dwelling, which she shares with her brother, Ryan, who 
doesn't really give a darn about uh, ratings, and he's like at a three-point something. And you see that there's that friction between them because while Lacey is hell-bent on keeping her rating high, you know, her brother's like, I've got a three-point something, big deal. Right, right. It's good enough. Yep, because she is trying to get up to a 4.5 because she wants to move into this more, you know, luxurious uh, neighborhood. But... Yep, and I remember when she was showing her brother the brochure, and it's like, he's like, no one's this happy. Not even a two-year-old with a f***ing balloon is this happy. And she finds out that in order to qualify for the discount, she has to have a a popularity of 4.5. And one of the things we find out in this episode is that there's these people that apparently act as ratings coaches because she was trying to tell this, this guy that, you know, she needs to get up to 4.5 and, you know, they were examining how, okay, here's your, you know, your normal social circle and, you know, you rate very high with, uh, strangers and service. Yeah. Yeah. Service workers. Um, you know, and he was also cautioning her later in the episode about trying not to, to, to try too hard because people who have really high, personality ratings or the you know these popular popularity ratings can apparently tell when people are trying to suck up to them just to get a rating and one of the the technologies that we see in this episode is people carry around these smartphone devices where you know it's like okay you'd hold it towards someone and you can rate their interaction on a scale of one to five and you know so everyone's walking around with their phones apparently rating everything And again, we see this with people's social media posts where, uh, like in the beginning, she posts like a picture of a cookie next to, you know, a cup of latte or something and, you know, posts it on social media for everyone. It's like, who the heck does that in the real world? Too many people. That is true. You don't have things show up in your feed where people are like, Oh, I'm eating here, and this is what I'm eating. And I've done it a couple times myself just because I'm like, why do people do this, you know, kind of thing. And as a social experiment, and I would put them on my feed, and they get no feedback at all. So I'm like, I don't get why people do it. I mean, if you're a food blogger, okay. If, um, you know, even friends of mine that I've had that go on, like, cruises or something – They'll do it, but that's the only time they do it is like, or they're in a foreign country and they're like, oh, I was eating this, you know, that I get. Yeah. I understand. And and I've been lucky too, where it's like, I haven't really had any friends that like, you know, they're, they're always posting pictures of their breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And it's like, look, I'm having a bowl of cereal. Yum. You know? So, but yeah, I mean, I can certainly understand where it's like, if it's a special occasion, like if you're. Well, I say if you've ever been to like Disneyland or Disney World, you know, a lot of the restaurants there have these, you know, these zany specialty dishes. Well, I don't know. When I went to when I went to Disney um, out in California a year and a half ago or whatever, if I would have taken a picture of the food that I got and taken a picture of it and been like, this shit cost me a hundred dollars. Because I was not impressed at all by the food at Disney World or Land or whatever's in California. I can't remember. But it's the experience. Yeah, I was over the experience by then. <laughs> so anyways, so back to the show. Um, so we also see that this whole thing, idea of popularity ratings also plays into the workplace as well. Because you'll notice there's that that guy that was trying to suck up to everyone Uh Chester, I think his name was, um, but he, because he brought, you know, these organic smoothies to everyone, hoping that they would right. give him ratings, and there was this one guy there who didn't really like him, so he, just for no reason, gave him, like, a negative rating, and he thought that Lacey did it, so he responded by giving her, like, a two rating, and that's where they're talking, and you hear him say that, I guess, at this particular company, if your rating falls below 2.5 or something, you get fired. So, mm-hmm. you know, he was I, he was getting dangerously close to that mark. 
So he was trying to make nice with everyone, hoping that they would give him positive ratings so that he could keep his job. But back to Lacey, so she's trying to figure out ways to get her ratings higher, and she looks up some social media posts by uh, Nene, a friend of hers from, you know, way back in in childhood. And she finds, you know, her rating is like really high. I think it's like 4.6 or something like that. It was, it was up there. It was a little higher than that, even 4.8. Yeah, 4.7, In the show, she's like, I haven't even been under a 4.7 in like X amount of months. I forget what she said, but yeah. Yeah, she's up there. So what she's doing is she uh, is going to be getting married. And, well, what Lacey decides to do, since this friend of hers is really popular, because that's another thing about this particular world that we're talking about, is your popularity rating, the higher it is, the more influence you have. So if someone who has a rating of like, say 4.5 gives you a you know a five star rating on something it's going to have a much greater impact than if someone whose popularity is only a three if they were to give you a five star rating yeah it definitely had the feel of you know you'd rather get a five rating from bill gates than you would from the guy behind the counter because guy behind the counters doesn't his his opinion doesn't have as much weight. Yes. So what she decides to do is she takes a picture of Mr. Rags, a doll that she that her friend Naomi or again Nene as they she calls her during the episode uh, that they made together when they were kids. And so she posts it, and then that's when uh, Nene uh, contacts her later because. You know, she it reminds her of her childhood and that, you know, she says that she's engaged. And, of course, now, I don't know, do women do this? Do they really scream and get all crazy over finding their friends are engaged? I've never seen it in real life, but it happens in movies all the time. They have this very, you know, they have the conversation where, and then Nene asks if she'll be the maid of honor and give the speech at her wedding, figuring that, oh, her closest childhood, you know, her, her oldest friend would... You know, it'd be so special, and of course she agrees. So then what they do is, you know, every, they're trying to build up to this where, um, you know, because she's excited, but she keeps practicing her speech and uh, because she understands that because a lot of the people on the guest lists are like 4.7, 4.8, 4.9s, that she gives the speech, and if these people give her positive ratings it's going to have a huge impact and it's going to really help her boost her popularity to that 4.5 that she needs. A lot so, faster than the 18 months that her coach told her it would take. Yep. So things seem to be going really well for her by this time, aren't they? They seem to be. So far, so good. But this episode's not called Nosedive for, for nothing. Because as it gets closer to the the wedding... That's when the problems start. So she, uh, Nene got her a ticket uh, to go, you know, fly out to this, you know, island where they're having their, their wedding ceremony. And on her way out, she gets in an argument with her brother who gives her a negative rating as she's walking out the door. And as she is walking to her ride, she accidentally bumps into someone causing her to spill her coffee. And, of course, she's apologetic. And then the person who whose coffee got spilled, unfortunately for her, had a very high popularity rating. Again, I think she was like a 4.7 or 4.8, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And she gives her a negative rating, which drops her rating to, I think it was like 4.183. Yeah. So when she gets to the airport, she's told that, well, you know, that flight was full. So she can't get on that flight. So she's like, well, is there anything else? And I'm like, oh, there's this other flight. Oh, but I'm sorry. You have to have a 4.2 in order to get on this flight. And this is when I'm like, wow, this is a society I would not want to live in. Oh, absolutely not. No, no. I would be that 1.4 truck driver. Trust me. (laughs) So 
you know, of course, this gets her very upset because she needs to be out there. And it's like, okay, it's like, you know, less, it's like less than two tenths of a point below. But because of these policies they have in this society, she can't get on it because she's less than that 4.2. Very, again, black, white here. So as she starts getting angry and creating a scene, a security guard comes by and, you know, docks her a point. And it's like, now because of the penalty you are under, and, you know, I have to love this smile that the security guard kept on his face, where he's like, don't worry, this is only temporary, but for the next 24 hours, all violations will be doubled. And he has this, this like, shitting grin on his face while he's saying it. And then he's like, please leave the airport before I dock you another point. Yes. So then she realizes her only option now is she has to rent a car. So when she goes out, she finds out because of her low rating, she can only rent these older cars. And so she's going to miss the rehearsal dinner. And of course, um, you know, things just keep going downhill for her from here because she needs to recharge the. Oh, yes. I also remember there was a scene where she gets in the car and a different language is coming up. Speaking in French, I think. I thought it was Hungarian. Oh, was it? Because it... it sounded like French to me, but... Yeah, it's it's some language, and she keeps trying to uh, fix it, but she can't. But as she starts driving towards this, uh, to where the, the wedding is going to be, that's when she gets the low power rating come up, or low power warning. So yep. as she tries to pull in to recharge... She finds out that, because that, one thing that was kind of cool about this future, apparently electric cars have taken over everything, which yeah, yeah. which hopefully we'll get and, there soon. And you don't seem to need money for anything. That's true. They never address how people pay for anything. So I don't know if everything's on like direct deposits here or and direct withdrawals. Yeah, I don't know if it's that or if it's tied, if your wealth is tied into your rating as well. They don't really go into it, so I can't really speculate. But Maybe there's something where, like, since these eye implants apparently allow you to find out anything you want about someone, maybe their bank accounts are attached to that. Could be. Oh, and that's another thing. Speaking of that, they never really say what uh, Lacey does at her job. Because it seems that most all we ever really see her do at her job are make social media posts, right? I thought that too. But one of the pic, one of the screenshots when she was doing it was she was bringing up something to do social media. There was like it looked like a, a, like a spreadsheet of financials kind of thing. So I wonder if she's a an accountant or something or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But we don't really know because they never really say. That's but it's true. almost like she runs into this one lady in the elevator a few times, and the lady goes, oh, you're still happy at this place, huh? You know, kind of like, isn't it time you move up to a more important job kind of thing? Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just – I would not like – could you imagine just having a bad day in a society like that? Uh, like the day that, that, uh, that Lacey's about to have? Yeah, well, yes, but I mean – just a standard bad day. I mean, she has a bad day. Yeah. But and, just a standard bad day where you're just not in the mood to talk to people or be sociable. You know, and you got to go to work and you got to do that anyway. You got to do that part for work. But the rest of the day, you're like, no, I don't I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to do any of that stuff. And now you're almost forced to do it because otherwise your ratings are going to suffer. Yep. So, again, we'll talk a little bit more about this society in, uh, after we're done discussing the episode. But, yeah, to get back to poor, uh, not, but to get back to poor Lacey here. So she finds out she can't recharge her car because she doesn't have a compatible, you know, power cord. So she goes to the, uh, you know, the guy at the, the service window there who doesn't really seem to be interested in helping her. And then seemed like a nice guy to me, (laughs) but then she finds out at this point, pretty much her, you know, she, her only option is to walk. And this is where I, I felt sorry for her because she was trying to just walk along. She was just walking down the street, minding her own business. And as people were passing by, 
because because in this 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 episode, whenever someone gives you the, a negative rating, there's this like do 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 you yep. know tone. And of course, when someone gives you a positive rating, it's like do 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 do. Well, as she's just walking along the road, she's not doing anything, and people are just sitting there giving her negative ratings, which of course is causing her to drop even lower. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one couple that was driving by her, and it's like, should we help her? And it's like, well, she's like a three point something. Yeah, she's like a three point two, like, and then he gives her a bad rating. Yeah, and she didn't even do anything. But fortunately, she did get a ride with a truck driver named Susan. And I, of course, I don't know about you, but I love Susan. I love that character. Yeah, her yeah, completely. Her and Ryan are probably the only real, relatable and genuine characters in this episode. I'd agree. Yep. Because when she hitches this ride with Susan, she explains that her rating used to be over uh, 4.6. So, yeah, yeah, so she was really, she was high up there. But then her husband got cancer. And he was not able to get the treatment he needed because the the hospital gave his space to someone whose popularity rating was a little bit higher. Yeah. yeah. So he had a, a 4.3 and they gave his bed to someone who had a 4.4. Yeah. So because of that, you know, she just lost her mind and, you know, she started, she started her own little nosedive there where, but she got to the point where she decided to stop caring about ratings. And I remember one of her, things that she was mentioning it's like yeah people don't seem to like you as much when you're honest and isn't that true yep so when they eventually they get to a point where uh susan she has to go a different route but she so you know she drops her off at a bus depot and she said that she you know left something in her bag for her uh you know the escape escape ticket or her easy out something like that yeah something like that so this is where uh lacy's trying to figure out how she's going to make it the rest of the way and that's when she's in the bathroom and she hears people discussing sea of tranquility in this convention that they're going to so that's when she comes out she's like oh you're going to this convention too because it's near the area where she's trying to get to yeah it's near port Port St. Mary or Port Mary, Point something St. like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So the they agree to take her on the RV that they're heading on. And again, these guys are all dressed up in cosplay. And, you know, I'm almost wondering if they're talking about fandoms in here because you look at the – did you catch the attitude that they were addressing her with? Yes, I did. But I got to tell you, of all the costumes, the girl that painted herself purple, that was the best one. Yeah, and they were talking about how, oh, so who's your favorite character? And she's like, oh, Lieutenant Duster, you know, I really like him. And it's like, fixed, you know, Lieutenant Duster has no fixed gender. And they were also talking about, so you're a Tranky, or no, Tranks, oh, what was it, like Trankster? And like, oh, we call them Trankheads where we come from. Right, yeah. I wonder who they were taking a little jab at there. Uh, Trekkies, maybe? <laughs> yep. Or so, Trekkers, or what, what's the appropriate one now? It's Trekkers, isn't it? Yeah, I think, because I know for a while there was the whole Trekker versus Trekkie debate, and yeah, I think now they all just call themselves Trekkies, and, you know, God bless. If you want to call yourself a Trekker, that's fine. If you want to call yourself a Trekkie, hey, that's fine, too. Hey, I don't I care. I call myself a guy who likes Star Trek. That works, too. But it's kind of a mouthful. Yeah, but then I don't have to worry about politics and who I'm making upset with me and who I'm not. That is true. Well, during the ride, Lacey gets a call from Naomi telling her not to come because of how her, you know, her ratings have gone down. And You're now a sub three. Yep. And that's where she doesn't want her there because she's afraid that's going to impact her own ratings. And that's one of the things where she finds out that the only reason she invited her is because her and her husband, her fiance ran there, you know, through all these different simulations. And they found that, oh, if you bring in your friend from childhood to give this important speech, that's going to make your ratings go higher. 
So that's I know that's something I want to talk about later on, but let's finish discussing the episode first. So she, you know, she gets mad, and after the call ends, you know, she she's like, I, I've she, never seen your stupid show. That is the best line in the, the the best line delivered in the whole movie or the whole episode because they hit the brakes. It's like they lock up the brakes on this RV. Just, <laughs> And the next scene, she's just standing on the side of the road with her bag. It's like, whoa! I think I think they're they were poking a little bit of fun at different fandoms in this one. Yeah. And then as they're driving away, and she's like, "I hope your show gets canceled." They're poking fun at Firefly. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm a I'm a Firefly fan. You jerk. So am I. Oh, okay. They're poking us because they canceled the Firefly. Yes, that's a topic for another day. As Chad and I both took a sip of our drinks at the same time. Yeah, these things happen. Yeah. So, however, Lacey's not going to let this uh, stop her. She sees that there's a bunch of guys that are riding around on an SUV. Or not an SUV. Uh, um. Oh, I can't. ATV. Yes. Four-wheeler. Yep, so she asks if she can borrow it. And then the next scene, we see her driving along. And, you know, this is one of the things I thought about. How did she get these strangers to let her borrow their ATV? I don't know. We didn't see it. Maybe she flashed them or something. That's what I almost wonder. It's like, okay, her popularity is rapidly declining. Right. So, I mean, these guys, maybe they didn't care about it. Did she grant them certain favors? Did she pay them? We don't know. So... That's one of the things I almost wondered. It's like, I wonder what the author's intent was about how she got this SUV from them. Or maybe, SUV. Maybe. ATV. ATV. Maybe they just decided that it wasn't important enough and nobody would sit and think about it. That is and true. And us. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I caught, and I did like this, is how as she was driving to get to the uh, the wedding, did you know, you know how it mentioned there was that tune that they played whenever someone got downgraded? The doo doo. They integrated that into the background music. So I thought that was actually a nice touch because as she's driving, you keep having people, you know, downgrade her as she's driving along. Because she's driving like a maniac. Yep. <laughs> so then when she gets to the where the wedding is being held, she notices there's gates with armed guards and there's sign like, you know, 3.8 minimum required for right. entry, no exceptions. It's like, wow, what kind of society is this where they have armed guards making sure someone doesn't enter an area because their popularity isn't high enough right but she does manage to get into the wedding and so obviously the security is not as good as we think that is true uh so she manages to get into the wedding and she's in the wedding gown but she's all like messy because she you know trying to trek through the woods and stuff and she starts giving her speech anyway and of course, while she's doing this, everyone keeps downgrading her until her popularity gets to zero. So then finally, security comes and arrests her. Uh, she's taken to jail. And the things that, you know, these eye implants are removed from her eyes. Yep. And this is also one of my, another part of the episode, I really like how it ends. Because she's sitting in the, you know, the cell. And there's a guy sitting in the cell opposite to hers. Yep. And they start insulting each other. And you can kind of tell she almost has withdraw because it's like she makes a motion like she's pulling out her phone to try to downgrade the guy. But then she realizes she doesn't have it anymore. So it ends up, this episode ends on almost on a lighthearted note because, you know, that you can tell that they're. It's like they're, they they enjoy the fact that they're able to insult each other because they don't have to worry about their ratings. And it, it alternates with them both saying, you know, F you. And while they're doing that, it keeps flipping back and forth between their two faces. So I actually liked how the episode ends. I, I also enjoyed, this is probably one of my favorite episodes so far. Um, I did enjoy the way it ended, but as I said early on, I think they used the F word a bit too much in this episode. That is true. Um, 
I think it was fitting at the end there for the exact reasons you were saying because they didn't have anything to worry about. Nobody was going to downgrade them because they're not in the system at this point. Yeah, and as Susan said, people don't like you as much when you're honest. Yeah, and, you know, so I like that. I, And, I mean, this is coming from me. This is a guy who I use the F word like a transitional word. I mean... <laughs> I, I use it in all parts of speech. It's it's usable, but that's another story for another day. Yes. But I just thought they kind of overused it. Uh, once they started dropping the F-bomb, like starting at the airport and beyond, she used it a lot. And uh, I think it was that, – that would be my only detraction to this entire episode. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it perfectly kind of frames the – downfall of society yeah um so yeah because uh just some i did like some of the insults they were trading like you look like a drunk ex-weatherman <laughs> and it's like well you look like a you know you look like a science experiment well you look like a reject from the science so but yeah anyways to so to get to our analysis of the the episode here i would have to say i think you're right where it does it's kind of i wonder if they're trying to imply how you know people do get too wrapped up in their social media presence and what other people are thinking of them now honestly this is one of those things where i really would like to know what led to this society where they put something in place where again you're constantly being raided and why your popularity rating, why that has such a big impact. Because, I, I, you know, I just had a weird thought. All right, let's hear it. So during the episode, it seems that this popularity rating has an impact on where you can do business, what you, have, you can have access to, and, you know, if you can even go into certain places. Mm -hmm. What if? The popularity rating was symbolic of the mark of the beast in Revelations. Huh? Um, huh? Huh? Um, explain. Well, no, it's just because um, that was just kind of a thought I had at the top of my head. Because remember, in the book of Revelations, one of the interpretations is that without the, and without the mark of the beast... Um, you know, you can't do business anywhere, or at least that's how I know televangelists um, and some people will, you know, they interpret it that, you know, if you don't have the mark of the beast, you're not able to, you know, to buy stuff. You're not able to get a, you know, to get a job. Um, I don't have a copy of the Bible next to me, so I can't, uh, you know, go to look that up. But I know I've heard like televangelists and um, okay. some people on, you know, the far right side of christianity talk about that where they interpret the mark of the beast that as being something that you need to engage in commerce and it seems that this popularity rating almost has a similar function in this episode because remember there was that okay if you want to live in a certain area well you need to have a certain popularity rating if you want to get into certain places you have to have a certain popularity rating in order to access certain flights and be able to uh, rent certain types of cars, you have to have a higher popularity rating. Okay, I, I get what you're saying, but maybe it's simpler than that. Yeah, I maybe, that was maybe it's just maybe it's just Twitter and Instagram gone wrong. That is no that that whole because, market. I mean, think about this. Think think about this. Okay. So if you're on Twitter, which I am, though not actively there, I am on Twitter um, or Instagram. You're not you're not you, out there tweeting whenever you have to go to the bathroom. No, no. Uh, um, I'm on my Twitter. I'm going to take a poop. No, okay. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, but um, so you, you know, yeah. I mean, think of it this way. So on Twitter, who are you more likely to? follow who are you more likely to take advice from who are you going to more likely to believe that what they put out there is true the person who has millions of followers 
or the guy who's got 60 followers. That is true. Um, so that's a good point. I mean, the whole Mark of the Beast thing and the parallel there, that was just kind of a spontaneous thought that just entered no, my head. No, no, so. no, absolutely. And I, and I get where you're going with that, but that sounds very conspiratorial. Conspiratory? Conspiratorial to yes. me. Yeah. Yeah, you can leave all those little in there because sometimes I can't come up with the word I'm thinking of. That's okay. And, and yeah, that was just, I don't think that was the author's intent. It was just kind of a, you know, the re, my religious studies background just kicked in there randomly. So that's yeah, a good thing you spent all the money on that, right? <laughs> just for that reason. <laughs> hey, look, it's the beast. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said in one episode, I used my religious studies background to analyze and interpret a video game. So. I'm sure if my religious studies professors ever heard that, they would just be beaming with pride right about now. Well, one would think so, yes. Yes. But, yeah, to get back to the episode, so, yeah, I mean, it almost makes you wonder, you know, what caused society to reach this point and why they would put something like that in place. Now, I'm Greed. almost wondering, what's that? Greed. Okay. Because I'm almost wondering if, like, the powers that be in this fictional universe were thinking okay, if we put a system in place that rewards people for being nice to each other, maybe that's going to encourage people to be nice to each other. And it's like, okay, if you're mean to people, you're going to suffer. But then again, we also saw how that could be negative because you could use it as a way to punish people unjustly. Well, you know, it comes down to the human condition. As beings, you know, if you look at us in our basic, uh, the basic way we are, we're great apes. We are nothing, we're physically, we're no different than other apes. The difference is, and at least to, to us anyway, the difference is that we have gotten this heightened intelligence over the other animals doesn't make us any less animals, okay? So follow me on this. I know it's, it sounds a little weird, but... So in our primal stage, we are neither good nor evil, correct? We're, we're creatures of survival. We are creatures of habit. And we're not always nice to each other. We're not always mean to each other. Hell, I'm not even always nice to you, Al. I know that. <laughs> you make fun of the bears. Oh, I constantly make fun of the bears, but there's a reason for that. <laughs> Don't say it. I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to leave it right there. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is our primal drives are not about being nice or being mean to people. It's about survival. And if we take and look at it from that point of view... The fact that the higher your numbers are, the easier your life is. When your life is easier, it's easier to survive. So, in a way, we could almost break this down to survival of the fittest. And in this case, being the fittest is being the nicest. Whether it's real courtesy or not doesn't matter. It's about looking like you mean it, whether you do or you don't. And I think that kind of attitude really can uh, influence people's thinking, not necessarily for the best, because you remember Naomi was saying the only reason she wanted Lacey to give this speech is because it would help her numbers. Mm -hmm. And you also look at the way Lacey behaved during the episode. She was constantly trying to get her ratings up, but on the other hand, she was also looking down at people who had lower ratings than her. Because remember brother. when... Yep, and remember when that, you know, that Chester guy who was going to get fired, you know, he was begging for her to give him a positive rating, but she's like, oh, your rating is below uh, whatever, so you're now, you're now no more, you're now no longer worth my time. Where it's... Right, she had given him a positive rating earlier in the show, but now because he was, he was actually locked out of the place of employment because his number wasn't high enough. Yeah, and the thing is, as far as we know, Chester didn't do anything bad to her. Right. So it's you, you almost wonder, it's like, okay, 
would would anyone want to live in a society like this where it's basically mob mentality yeah so instead of having numbers on a kid in a in a classroom he's picked on because this important person quote unquote important person this this rich kid thinks he's worthy of being picked on so then the kid that wants that's just underneath the kid that's doing the picking and wants to be that rich kid or be like that rich kid, then he starts picking on that kid. And it's just a mob mentality. That kid that's getting picked on didn't do anything. He's living his life to the best of his ability. He might be a poor kid. He might be an overweight kid. But for whatever reason, they pick out this one flaw with this kid. And because the guy on the top of the food chain, for lack of a better analogy, picks on him, the next one does, and so on and so forth. And it doesn't matter that the guy at the top of the food chain and the kid that's under him that wants to be the guy at the top of the food chain, he's going to get picked on too by the kid on the top of the food chain, but that's it. It's just that whole pyramid thing. And it's, it's a mob mentality type situation where, so if anybody doesn't know what mob mentality means, it's basically like, I would not go somewhere, I would not go into town and shoot somebody on my own. I wouldn't do it. But what mob mentality says that if I get caught up in something and, and, and there's something going on downtown and people start shooting and people start dying, that maybe as a, really as a survival instinct, I'm going to start shooting people too. Yeah, and we kind of talked a little bit about that in the Waldo moment uh, because yep. you remember there was that one guy who... Uh, beat up Jamie and it's like under normal circumstances that guy probably wouldn't have tried to beat up that guy it's right. just that you know the this popular cartoon character guy said you know I'll give you whatever amount it was you know if you punch him in the face and again right. after the uh, results of the election were announced he's like you know 500 quid uh, whoever throws a shoe at uh, right. the at Mr. Monroe, and you know someone does it, so yeah. But I think it was a good episode. What are, What are your opinions on this episode? I actually enjoyed the episode, but the more we've talked about it here, I think even beyond the fall of society uh, scenario, they might have been even going for the fall of humanity type scenario. You know, where like I don't want to say end times, but that kind of a situation. Um, because we don't know what, obviously you go to jail if your rating becomes a zero or was it a result of she broke into this place? I think we can argue both of them because I, I don't know. I just, I find it very, um, very questioning of the society we live in and the society that we live in becomes more and more digital that. I don't know if this is the way the world is going, but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me. So it could serve as a warning, you think? Possibly, yeah. And the whole idea about the negative impacts of social media is explored in a couple other episodes that we will be reviewing in the future. But okay. we will be crossing that bridge when we come to it. But for now, I think we've talked enough about this episode. So I'd like to thank you for joining me, Chad. And A pleasure as always. And before we end the show, I understand that you have some podcasts that you do. So why don't you tell us about them? I do. Um, right now, we currently have uh, Want to Hear Something Interesting is back up and active after the summer hiatus. Um, in fact, when we're done here, I'm going to be editing October's episode. So there's that to look forward to. Um, Musically Challenged is going to be making a comeback, and if you don't mind, Al, I'm going to spend this time right here, right now, to tell people that I have a new co-host. Lou Schwalbach has decided that um, he no longer wants to go on with the podcast, which is fine. No harm or no foul there, but I have a new co-host. Any idea who that might be, Al? Um, Adam Curry? Who's Adam Curry? 
the Podfather. He he calls himself the 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 the, the Podfather. Uh, he says like he invented podcasting, which I don't know if that's true or not. Okay, so um, Brad Pitt. No, no. Unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Morgan not, Freeman. Oh, I wish I would. I would have him just do. I'd have him do all the talking. I'd just write. <laughs> and talk. No, it's you, Al. It is. So yes, in the very near future, I will. Uh, in addition to doing my podcast here, I will also be joining Chad on Musically Challenged. So yeah, so we can look forward to that. Um, if you're a, if you're a fan of Musically Challenged, uh, keep an eye out. You'll get to. It, it's probably going to change a little bit. Al and I will have our own twist on what we've been doing, and we'll go from there. And you know, you can find us at eclecticmediaproject.com, and from there you can access any of our. Uh, podcasts and uh yeah that's about all i got right now so if morgan freeman wants to email you telling you that because i'm sure morgan freeman is listening to this podcast right now so if so if morgan freeman decides he wants to join you on your podcast can he email you he can at eclectic media project at gmail.com okay we'll we'll kept it real easy and and simple Well, thanks again for listening, everyone, and until next time, have a good morning or evening or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and have a wonderful day. Hey, this is Nick and Alex, and we're here to tell you a little bit more about Dungeon Junkies. Now, we're a podcast that's based in Austin, Texas, and we are hell-bent on making you laugh. Absolutely. We have some fantastic storytelling. Uh, with some badass characters and even better music, as well as a ton of jokes to make you laugh. So join Fenworth, Taryn, and Dr. Euphoria, and our sexy DM, Kenny, on a quest to save the world or destroy it. I guess whichever one comes first. (laughs) And you can also check out our Real Talk episodes where we get meta inside our campaign and really figure out the depths of our characters and also the story. So check us out on www.dungeonjunkies.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dungeon Junkies, because not all adventurers are meant to be heroes. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.